I'm Robin Amler of IBS Intelligence. You're listening to the IBS iViews podcast. With me is James Butland, Vice President of Financial Partnerships for Airwallex, a cross-border business payment specialist. I want to start, James, if I may, by asking you for your thoughts on the outlook for embedded finance and why I'm doing this will become apparent as we keep talking. Yes, as we look at the world now in fintech and the way fintech's going, I think Historically, when most companies would need to interact with financial services, they would need to go to a bank, you know, usually a bricks and mortar bank um, on the high street. Whereas where we are now with technologies, you can use platforms such as their wallets to actually embed those services into your product. So your clients and customers don't have to leave your platform and go to a bank or um, another payments company. They can actually embed all those services into their own product. So I think the move towards embedded finance, which will become deeper over time, is really enabling you to keep your customers on your platform to do the financial aspects of the work they need to do. And there are obviously clear advantages to that. This is, I guess, where you and your business and businesses like yours come into the equation. This has got to have significant meaning for the future of cross-border payments and the number of people who are willing to take the time and the energy to get involved in cross-border payments, whether as a buyer or a seller. Yes, absolutely. I think COVID really accelerated that when people went from doing business domestically or even locally um, in the UK, for example, to being forced online. And then when you get your business online, you can sell to the whole world. And, you know, a lot of people look at payments as the last piece of that puzzle you know if you're selling umbrellas from the uk around the world you're probably more interested in the umbrella getting to the recipient than the actual payment that goes along with it but what we found is there is a lot of ways to streamline that payment flow and to save significant amounts of money if you're selling in australia or the us or or hong kong so so for for me the value of a a platform such as airwallex is enabling you to do business around the world as if you were a local business in that country. That is really the the bottom line. It creates the world as a marketplace for small and medium-sized enterprises in particular in a way that just did not exist before. Exactly. And I think there's been some companies who've gone a long way to trying to create that one global marketplace. Amazon, for example, have a product in many corners of the globe. But in some places, you know, look at France, and they they still use C discount as their main marketplace. So, as a UK based seller, you want to be on Amazon, you want to be on eBay, you want to be on C discount, Rakuten in in um in APAC. So, there's many different marketplaces you want to sell on. So, if you use a solution yourselves that gives you the ability to be flexible in those local markets, it reduce the friction of um, customers using your product or or buying your product, I should say. Well, what does this mean for something like cross-industry collaboration? Is it going to be of benefit to do that, or is that a layer of complication that you don't want to get involved in? No, I think cross-industry collaboration and collaboration um, as a whole is is really important when you're when you're going to different different regions of the world and you're going also when you're going to regions of the world you're not familiar with and i think one one challenge you always have when you're expanding internationally whether you're 
uh, Wallachs or one of our merchants is how are things done locally? So how are things done in Brazil, for example, or Saudi, or how are things done over in Japan? So us as a business, when we're going to new markets, we will usually collaborate with a local partner to get a step in that market um, and also prove out the market. Does our product work in that market? So for me, I think collaboration is really important to at least get started in, in a new territory. Then over time, you can build that infrastructure yourselves and uh, and build that local presence yourself as well. I hate this word, but I'm as I said to somebody else recently, I'm going to use it anyway. This is cooperation you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it doesn't roll off the tongue very well, does it? Co-op, cooperation. Does it actually make sense though? Because obviously, one partner is looking to get more out of it than another, or am I misreading the situation? In my understanding, the way I look at it is no one can do everything. So you have to partner with people in different places to get either access to a market or get a product which you don't have on the shelf at the moment. But that company that you're partnering with also on the other side wants to use you for your services where you're stronger. So I think no one has a full suite of of services. And it's all about finding partners who you can work with to accelerate your, your product but also if someone's built something faster than you in a more efficient way, then using that infrastructure rather than building it yourself. Okay, let's move on to payment methods then, the issue of payment methods, because it's not the same everywhere. Yes, I can shop pretty much on Amazon in every country or almost every country around the world, but the payment methods that are used in each country aren't necessarily the same. And that's something of a hurdle for me as as a businessman. Is this something that you as Air Wallets and companies like yours actually make easier for me or can deal with for me? Yes, absolutely. And I think that's probably been our, our, our sort of North Star as we've built the product is how do we make it easier for local businesses to do business internationally? So if you're selling your product from the UK in the Netherlands as a merchant, when you're selling to to Dutch customers, they'll want to pay with Ideal. They won't want to pay with a bank transfer or a credit card. Most of them will want to pay with Ideal. So we offer Ideal as a payment method locally in that market. And then if you expand that out, if you're doing a lot of business, business in the US, for example, not only do you want to accept payments locally in US dollars, but you also want to have a US dollar bank account. So when somebody needs a refund on your product, you can pay out directly locally in the US so that client in the US isn't waiting four or five days for you to refund their money from the UK, you can send the payment same day in the US. So it's all about building a global infrastructure, which gives your product a local feeling, but also makes it more efficient to do business locally. But I don't want to build a global infrastructure. I haven't got time to build a global infrastructure. I've got a business to run. That's why Airwallex has built it. So you don't have to build it. So you sign up to Airwallex. We built the global infrastructure. You can just sign up to Airwallex. And in an afternoon, we can give you a US dollar bank account, an Aussie dollar bank account. And we can give you 30, 40 different payment methods to accept funds all around the world. So we've built that full stack infrastructure. Clients can come to us. They can cherry pick what they want to use. They can just use our payouts. They can use the FX piece, use the collection piece but it's all there waiting to be used by our clients. So you're you're the gateway to a global marketplace. 
we don't want to be a consumer facing brand. We want to be the connectivity, the rails, the software layer, which sits behind other companies' capabilities. When you say sitting behind other companies' capabilities, you're not referring to the businesses that might use you. You're referring to to other financial services operations, or am I misunderstanding that? No, no. So our clients, when they use their wallets, we we are there to enable their business. So when they use us to send payments, receive payments, we want to almost be that invisible layer that enables them to do the work, much like you know AWS does in in, in the cloud or or Apple's done with, with their products, you know, we want to sit behind as a, a software layer and really help those companies to scale internationally. So who who signs up for your service? Do I sign up for your service as a businessman or does my financial institution, my bank sign up for your service? No, so we face businesses. So we bucket them really into what we call um, our SMBs, so small, medium businesses, and then also our, our platform customers. So we our clients are always um, businesses. You can be a sole trader. You could be a client with, you know, four, five, 10,000 people um, working in your business. It, it doesn't really matter to us, but that's our client base. And usually it's clients who have international operations, want to send and receive money all over the world, acquire funds all over the world. They're our clients. And then behind the Airworks platform, we have numerous banks in each country, different payment methods. We are direct members of Visa and MasterCard. So we have that those principal licenses there. And we hold financial services licenses in, in eight different countries around the world. Yeah, well, our clients are businesses, but that sat behind our wallets is numerous financial institutions. James Butland, Vice President of Financial Partnerships for Airwallex, thank you very much.